I'm Chris Fellingham, and this is The Archers. Like The Archers, but instead of the garden fence being left open at the end of the episode, we want to leave you excited about what social science ventures can do. If you want to leave feedback, email me at chris.fellingham at innovation.ox.ac.uk. I hope you look forward to listening. Welcome back to the podcast and really excited today to have Andrew with us. Um, he was part of the art cohort from last year and we're here to catch up with him and see what he's been up to. So Andrew, could you please introduce yourself and maybe your background, your academic background and how that led to your project? Hi, well, thanks. Thanks very much. And it's, it's nice to, to be with you and just to talk a little bit about, about this. Uh, so my my background is I'm I'm probably a little bit unusual having come through a social science program, in that by background I'm a, I'm a physicist and actually what that really means is that I'm a professional tinkerer. I like to fix things and make things and develop new gadgets that can be used in different applications. Uh, what I've spent the majority of my career on over the last twenty years has been designing sensors for monitoring volcanoes. Uh, but I'm interested in a, a far wider sense, uh, a fighter, far wider range of sensing applications as well. What puts the social in science, in the social sciences here, in, in that sense, as opposed to just the hard science, is that I have a specific interest in sensing applications that can be of benefit to people. And obviously, volcanoes are very much a, a disbenefit to people who live in the vicinity of them. So. Uh, I'm a little bit of an oddity perhaps in this program, but there definitely is a science, a social science angle in terms of the good that we're trying to do in, in people's lives. Mm, yeah, I can definitely imagine that being a big impact on people who have to deal with these kinds of things. Um, and so I guess to get into like the nitty gritty of what exactly um, the issue is and how, you know, your technology helps to resolve or at least um, aid that, um, what would be the exact problem that you tackle through your venture? The kind of entrance problem, if you like, that we went into all of this with is that uh, volcanoes are potentially very bad for people living in the vicinity of them. Uh, monitoring them is is therefore highly important. Uh, monitoring instrumentation is potentially very expensive and therefore there can be accessibility issues in terms of pe people be being able to get their hands on this kind of technology. We've been developing tech that can uh, in, in some ways service that need but at a far lower price point than uh, some of the competitor technology which which is out there. Uh, there's a, there's another kind of USP that we've got within our within our offering, which is user configurability of the of the instrumentation that we develop. That that with our approaches is is much more straightforward than with other approaches. But the entrance problem was very much about servicing that need, and doing so in a way that was accessible from a price point. Mm, yeah, that's definitely I guess the biggest issue with particularly like low middle and uh, income countries where a lot of these volcanoes might be located mm -hmm. that's probably a big issue and i think that's really good that your uh, your technology mm -hmm. your venture is able to tackle that problem in terms of yeah the accessibility angle what have you been up to then since arc <laughs> the the great thing about arc is that it gives you a chance to kind of dream through and imagine what you might do next and i was fortunate enough in that i got the the support through our TTO and then also the financial backing to go and explore some of that and to think through ways in which we can we can go to the next the next level. What we've actually really got is we we've got know how in developing 
relatively cheap optical instrumentation, which uh, without spilling any trade secrets um, is very configurable in a way that, that that's very straightforward to engineer from our end um, and also very easy to configure on, on the part of the customer. So what we've been doing is up until now, we've been, we've been leveraging that skill set to service the volcano market. Uh, more recently, we've been doing work with NASA. We've been working with them to help them out in terms of developing tech for, uh, for planetary exploration. We, we kind of knew already, but we've really scoped out in a little bit more detail over the past six months is we've realized that we can pathfind a way of exploiting this um, this skill set in a far in a far more generic sense, and so that that's that's really what we've been exploring is how we can how we can leverage our our ability, uh, but to 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 develop sensors which are which are much more generic and which would be uh, highly configurable um, at no additional cost. On behalf of the customer and those sensors could be used in a volcano market they could be used in in agri-tech they could be used in a whole series series of different application areas so we've been if you like keeping our focus on volcanoes but trying to go broader with a view to eventually doing something bigger in the in the longer term mm, yeah so it sounds like it's really scalable and you know having like a base set of like ideas and the technology to apply to different areas which enables you to make a much bigger impact than you originally attended or would have ever thought going on to this yeah well thank thank you for saying that and i think i think perhaps the benefit of the time and also the funding we have made a certain amount of money up to now doing contract work for volcano observatories and i think that's provided a degree of experience and then a, then, a, then a track record that I guess we've been able to use to to lever this cash injection at this at this point. But the wonderful thing about this is it means that we've we've, we've been able to use those funds to explore these other ideas and to start to get to a point where we're, we're starting to build towards doing some of them. And and so I, I, I it's almost as if we'd kind of climbed up a ledge, we'd climbed up to a ledge in the mountain based on what we'd done before ARC. There was a lot of learning during the, the program, but then the period since then has been sitting on the ledge with the benefit of the, the funds that's allowed us to do that and not having to continue climbing and then being able to think through, well, what, what route do we take up and realizing, well, actually, we don't need to just take one route. We can actually take multiple routes at the same time if we think in a more generic way. And so I think I think that's right. That that pause for thought and the, the luxury of actually being able to do that because of the cash injection has been the the real benefit of of what we've done since then. Mm. And going to what you said about, you know, there being a lot of different paths that you could have taken, was it maybe challenging to think about, you know, which one to, you know, prioritize which one you want to go down first? Because obviously it seems like there's so many different potential possibilities that you could go down with this. That's that's a really great point. And I think that's, I, I suppose, without really going into the devil of the detail of what we're discussing here in terms of the technology, um, I guess we had a we we had a fundamental choice in terms of strategy. Do we we're already quite familiar with the end user volcano market, we're already servicing that. So we, you know, we kind of know how to have those conversations. Um, the question then became, do we start from the point of view of our technology and do we kind of broaden out from that that base point or do we go to or do we actually go to those individual end user market arenas and then 
kind of work back from that. And so our decision was to do the former because um, we think that the, the, the best place to start logically is, is via uh, the, the configurability in terms, in terms of our technology and, and making sure we've got all of that right into, from an engineering point of view. Um, from a, a web portal point of view as well, in terms of being able to order this in. And when we've got that right, then we'll be in a position to talk more directly to those to those end user stakeholders. But the idea is to is to generate something which which will will be of interest to them. And, and that seems like the, the correct thing to do at this point in time. Mm, yeah, yeah, that definitely sounds like a good way to go. So I guess my next question is just, you know, being an academic slash entrepreneur, what's your most, your personally most favorite thing and also the more difficult um, part of being, of doing that? Wow, great question. I think what I, what I really like is, I, I guess I'm a, I'm probably a bit odd for an academic. I, I think I'm, I'm not trying to insult myself there, <laughs> um, but I, I really am. I really am quite applied in some ways. I really enjoy the fundamental blue sky science when we discover new things. I think that's that's just brilliant. I absolutely love doing that. But I also really like, um, I suppose, very tactile work where we we make something, where we, we where we engineer something, which then is of utility to an end user, where you know we actually make someone's life better or easier. And I, I really enjoy that. Now, I guess that in many ways speaks more to the entrepreneur than, than the academic in terms of what we do insofar as our, our business and our work activities are concerned. I think maybe the difficult thing attached to that is that, so for example, in, uh, in academia, if you get it wrong, you can issue a, a retraction and it's, it's embarrassing, but you can do that. Whereas if you've engineered something for a customer or a client and money has changed hands, I think there's a real, you know, there's a real, there's a pressure there to make sure you've, you've got it right. And there are credibility issues. And so those kind of things can keep me, you know, awake at night. So I think it's the, the plus and the minus is probably actually the same thing. I'm really, I really love this kind of work where you've done something for somebody uh, but then there can be an obligation and a commitment as part of that, which which sometimes can can yeah can be yeah maybe I care too much, but I think that's 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 not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's really good that you point that out actually, because I suppose not many people would like talk about that in terms of being like entrepreneur, actually putting yourself essentially on the line, your ideas, your technology, you know, in front of other people to see and use and. Mm-hmm. Is the is what you run the risk of by being an entrepreneur, creating something, putting that out there. So yeah, I think it's important that you mention that um, to people who potentially want to dip their toes into this thing, but are maybe scared of the same thing, <laughs> right? That's right. And I think you know, I think one of the really you know one of the really great things about being an academic and being entrepreneurial at the same time is that in many ways it's it's vastly de-risked. We're we're already you know we already have employment contracts. Our, our day job isn't to do this kind of thing. Our, our day job's teaching and doing research, which I, I love doing both of those things as well. So there isn't the kind of uh, um, terror of, you know, I need to secure the next level of investment or my kids aren't going to eat in three months time. And, and in a way that's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I've got that level of appetite for risk. 
And so it's it's great to not have that. But yeah, I mean, the the idea of having developed something for, I mean, we've done work for NASA, you know, uh, shipping sensors off to NASA that, you know, this, you'd be a fool if you don't, you know, really think very carefully about, is this going to work? You know, this is really important that this does work. Uh, so yeah, I think I think the excitement and then the I guess just the the concern that it all goes right are, are flip sides of the same coin. And I guess that's a passion because if you didn't care, you know, you wouldn't be concerned about it. So it probably is the same thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I guess as a final kind of thing, what's next for you and your venture? So what what we're doing now, so I mentioned before we've um we've got a We've got a background in terms of developing particular kind of sensors. We have know-how in this area. Um, we have a series of, of processes and protocols that we've developed attached to that. We've applied that in a way that's been monetizable in terms of the volcano market. The next steps are to set up being able to deploy that within a wider set of, of end user areas via the ability to generate and then to sell sensors which are user tunable uh, to, 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 to different requirements in a way that would very, be very straightforward. So in terms of where we're going and in terms of how we've, we've used the cash from the award, we spent a bit of money kind of researching our various options going forward, which has led us to this point. And now what we're going to do is we're going to start pushing that forward. So that, that involves two elements. Firstly, there's some R&D work in order to get uh, to work on product development so that we, we've got something to show in terms of hardware for this, this concept. Then on the other side, um, we're also working with a, with a digital consultancy on, on a front end that would enable uh, customers from, from various different application areas to, to see our, our product offering and then to be in a position to configure it as per their, as per their requirements. So um, we, we kind of used the first bit of the money to work out what we were doing. And then since then, we've been really kind of half-half on spend in terms of effectively the front end of, of advertising and marketing and branding the product. And then in terms of um, the, the purchasing side and so far as the customer is concerned, the other half of the funds are going towards the back end in terms of the, the, the item that would actually be sold. So if people would like to find out more about uh, the research that's going on in my, in my research team, uh, our URL is volcanotech.org. Uh, we're in terms of the venture, which has come out of that research in many ways, uh, we're still working on a domain name. So you're going to have to watch this space, I'm afraid. Great. Um, well, we'll definitely link that in the uh, podcast description. So definitely check that out. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on. Pleasure. My pleasure. And um, I guess we'll see everyone in the next episode. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Arc Us. Thank you to Joelle for helping to produce this podcast. And we've got plenty more in the pipeline. So come and listen.